G'day everybody, welcome to a new live stream. My name is Jay Boston and I'm here with Jonathan Creek. How you doing, mate? Hello, Jay. Hello, mate. You? We've been mates for how long now? It's been a oh, while. A couple of years. A couple of years. Yeah. We met at TGE. We were just talking about it just before yeah, we went live. Yeah, the Gadget Expo. That's right. And then there was going to be another one and maybe it's been delayed or... Yeah, then they delayed it and then it, I don't think the second one ever happened. No. I mean, we saw that they had the website up and running. It was going to be, I think it was meant to be last year. And uh, it didn't happen. But, yeah, a lot of uh, fond memories from TGE. I thought TGE was cool. Uh, I mean, they're trying to be, I suppose, a small version of a, a very, very small version of a CES. Yeah, totally. But, um, I just love going around there. It was where I was introduced to electric skateboards, which obviously that's where I found you hanging around. That's right. <laughs> like um, a bad smell. So that was cool. But, you know, just the things like uh, the drone racing um, the different cameras and stuff they had there, uh, just some of the things that people had invented and had in the market um, was, yeah, I love that stuff. So It is good. I mean, I'm a, I'm a tech fan as much as I think you are. And, you know, just having a look at my desk, I'll try and get an angle where you can see, here we go. Um, and I can see I've got autofocus on at the moment, but we can see some old Nintendo stuff over here. The Wii. The Wii is there. We've got some old bits and pieces everywhere. So you got yeah, to give it to the Wii. You got to give it to the Wii, right? You the, do. The Wii was a the break. The Wii was awesome. Through. Yeah, totally. I, don't I mean, think even all quite... the movement and stuff, like I got over, but some of that gameplay was pretty cool. Didn't quite reach the cool points, like Sega. It was too. It was too probably nice. But I, Nintendo would have. Nintendo sold a ton. Yeah. A ton of Wii's. Like. I remember, I'll give you a little um, insight. When I was about 10 years old, my grandfather used to buy the Seegers and the Nintendos, and he had plenty of time. He was retired. He was a police officer. He flew the helicopters around. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, he didn't have too much going on. So he would go into Super Mario Brothers, the first one, and he would get pieces of paper, and he would draw all the um, stages, all the different um, sections, and he draw where you know you go down one of the um, what they used to call the pipe. it, the pipes, yeah. and then underneath that you could see, and he meticulously draw all the bricks that were in there and showed you where you know the mushrooms were and what bricks and unbelievable stuff. It was uh, who had a grandfather as cool as Jay? So <laughs> that used to play crazy. Super Mario. Kevin Mario Hastings, Brothers. yeah, he was um, he was great, and then he had he did the same thing for like Sonic the Sonic Sonic the Hedgehog and uh zelda back then yeah and you can imagine like he had a4 bits of paper all over one of the walls in his um in his study right he had the sets you know it's set up this is old school right so he had a big tv he had cables going into where he could play he'd pause it draw a little bit play it pause it draw it it was just crazy i wish i still had them i don't know where they are they'll be around so he wasn't drawing them as a way to study them and work out how to get through he was just drawing it for the artwork a bit he he for instance on a remote control right so you get your normal tv remote control on the back he would have instructions on how to turn it on what the different channels were especially like where he lived Uh, a couple of times it was regional so you'd have like channel nine prime Uh, he had all the stations right so if if there was something different on on prime because he used to love to watch the football but his missus my grandmother used to like to watch something else then she could easily turn it over and say yeah i want prime it's seven two or whatever it might be so crazy stuff i can see gina's here g'day gina gina walters yeah she's watching which is cool uh we've got a good stream going on so anyway youtube royalty that's right (laughs) i actually uh caught up with gina two weeks ago she came to my office in um south melbourne and 
came in and uh, used some of the space for a bit. She has some work that she does in there and uh, we kicked back for a little bit and it was cool. Didn't do any work? Oh, I don't know if she did, but every time <laughs> I went past it, because I was working, she was on her phone and probably organising meetings and things. But yeah, it's good to see Jenny here. If, if anyone's got questions, we've got a low amount of audience at the moment, but yeah, we will try and trickle that in. We can see what's happening. Yep, she's yeah, given she's us some kisses there. Thanks, Gina. Yeah, maybe I'm not quite your uh, key demographic. Um, no, but you know, we're... Because I don't own an electric skateboard just yet, but I'm working on it. That's right. And yeah, maybe the electric skateboard words will bring some more people in. Yeah. But yeah, so the whole thing with this is uh, you're a TED Talker, which was quite cool. So yeah, you, you had TEDx. some experience last year or the year before? Yeah, ex- pretty much a year ago today. Yeah, well, today. today. Mm. There you go. Yeah, you were there. I was there. I filmed it. Yeah. I was going to bring some of the footage in, but I wasn't quite sure if TED would be... Uh, would be liking oh, that, but you play it off YouTube, be right. Yeah, did I put anything up? I don't think I did. Yeah, you got a tab there for TED Talk. Uh, oh, yeah, you yeah. Ever posted? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I was talking about my video. So no, you done. know what? You and I never, I, I had you've you I've shot a whole lot of stuff for me for a vlog, yep. And um, true to form, I uh, didn't do it, didn't put it out there, but I think. I'm thinking because I've got some breaking news is that I've, yeah, yeah, I've got some uh, exclusive news here for um. Gee, look at those guts. Hang on, I'll just chuck that up on the screen. Hang on, I'll just chuck that. Got to suck those guts in a bit, I think. There we go. Are they seeing that now? Yeah, they're seeing that now. So, um, YouTube royalty, that's right. I don't know one either. I don't know what she's She's known an electric skateboard. Electric skateboard. Well, she's been on one and she did it actually quite well. That was Captain Risky. That's right. I was uh, there for that. That was 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 Creator Cast Con. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've had Gina yeah, on this day. chat too. She was one of the first. Yeah. She was a lot of oh, Here fun. we go. Look at that. There's the fact. So they've caught up. There. And obviously, I'm watching live and we're on delay. So <laughs> that won't make any sense at all. Fair enough. But yeah, I did a TED Talk uh, about a year ago today. The, the guy that runs it, uh, he'd been hunting me for a bit to do it. And I'm so glad I did because uh, things have changed a lot. Yeah. It things has. have changed a lot. Since, 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 so since you uh, had your TED Talk, which is this one. Um, obviously, yeah, I was there, saw it. I was like, wow, you know, you, you had it down to perfection. What was it like to prepare and plan for something like this? Um, I think I put a lot more a lot more pressure on myself than I needed to. Yep, uh, just trying to find the right. Yep. But I just knew, I mean, it was different to, I'd done a lot of, I suppose, public speaking or speaking in front of groups previously. Um, as a TV reporter, you do. You get used to being on camera in crowds, um, you know, getting attention from people that you don't necessarily want attention to because you're busy. Yeah. So that sort of stuff didn't worry me. But what I what I was really concerned about with TEDx was it was 16 minutes max. And if you go over, you, they just don't accept it. It's what, you just cut. Done. You're done. You're cooked. So... Um, so I just knew I had to hit that mark. And this was a different talk than I'd been giving. I I'd, I'd, I'd have done a lot of research into online video and what makes it spread and consumer behaviours and all that sort of stuff. And so uh, compacting everything that, that I'd learned over six years into 16 minutes with no scripts, no Yeah, you can't have anything like that. No, no notes, nothing. It's just share your knowledge and um yeah it was a big relief to get it done and know that i delivered it the way that i wanted i've actually only just recently watched it back for the first time and uh 
usually when I watch back, watch my talks back, there's always moments when I'm like, oh, jeepers, I didn't quite hit that. And mm. Probably things the audience wouldn't even know. Yeah. And um, no, I watched this back and I was pretty happy. Well, let's, well, let's watch, watch a little bit of it, of it. Um, and we'll see what all the fuss is about. I don't condone this <laughs> TED, TED talk. Just make sure the audio is coming through too. It, it might, might delay, delay our live stream a little bit, but we'll give it a shot. Let's see what happens. So it's pretty cool, you know, you got the red dot, you got the guy on the side there, you can see um, he's drawing a cartoon and, and you know, I look at the crowd and, and I'm trying to feed off people, I'm trying to make sure they're paying attention and uh, this was a pretty good crowd. Um, Just checking on the audio now. Yeah. I want to invite different thinking around viral storytelling and in particular viral videos. I want to give you a glimpse of what it is that makes these weapons of mass consumption tick. Mass consumption? Good Why do people share? It's a question I first asked myself in 2012. Hunting the answer led to me watching and dissecting over 1,200 viral videos. I did. That's enough that. Of that research led to this Don't formula. Like listening to yourself. Uh, it measures oh, how it likely someone formula. is to Jay's share just broadcast content. to the world. There you go. Well, the, everybody can hear it and see it anyway. Yeah, it's all but, good. Um, I'm just joking. That's, um, so this is, your, this is your masterpiece, really, that you've been spruiking for a while now, huh? Yeah, so there's a lot of research that I've been putting into uh, why do videos share? What is it? Um, and it goes back to my TV days where... In the late 2000s, uh, as a TV reporter, you'd go out and you'd you know, you'd get the ratings back the next day. See and, how you went. Yeah, and you'd see how you went, whether you won or lost. And you know, at the, that time, TV was the most competitive landscape mm. for mass video creation and mass consumption. And it mm. was a battle for views. Yeah. And what YouTube has now introduced is that it's the same. There's just many more little, many more battlegrounds and many more people to reach because on TV you were just restricted to, say, Melbourne metropolitan area or whatever it was. Yeah, like we were saying before, you have Prime and Nine and all the other ones, yeah. and sometimes what you were saying, like the news is different in different areas. Yeah. So uh, you get your results back mm. um, and hope to God someone was watching at the time, I guess. Yeah, so. and people were making multi, multi-million dollar decisions based on ratings, and, and the TV rating system... Well, they still do. ...is, you know, it's a bit suspect. Yeah, you've got mainstream media out there saying, oh, the internet's a joke, you know, social media's a joke. Yeah. You know, views aren't worth as much, blah, blah, blah. But um, ratings box, people who have, have the box on their television to register their ratings, um, you know, they represent one in 50 people. It's amazing. So one box is worth 50 that. people. And how many are there of them? Did you just say then? Like, uh, how many boxes do you think are out there that are tracking people's way? And you watch a kid's program. But it's not you, it's it's your, your daughter or something. Yeah. Like, that stuff must happen all the time. Or your kid accidentally turns it on. Yeah. I mean, there are all the anomalies that exist in the orig in the existing media that don't exist here. Exactly. I mean, there are. I mean, there's clickbait and there's view farms and yeah. there's all that sort of stuff. But I mean, humans too. in their nature are always going to try and scam the system. Totally. Oh, by the way, g'day to Bridget Higgins. Hey, Bridget. Long-time long watcher yeah, as well. Yeah, Bridget's been around. Channels. 
Yeah, I reckon Bridget's been around since you and I first met. Yep, I reckon. She's been watching a lot. Aaron as well. Good to hey, see Aaron. you. He's been watching a fair bit. He likes the skateboards and stuff. Cool. Um, but my biggest thing is now that they've got digital TV out, mm. right, they must be able to track people more, especially on their own apps. They'd be able to see how many people are watching, what kind of people are registering, you know. So when you join up for, say, nine now, um, you enter your details, your basic information. I don't think it, it asks you if you're a male, female doesn't ask you what age or anything but uh, yeah 10 play does because i had to log on to it tonight okay. so the kids could watch survivor <laughs> so they they ask you uh your birth month and your birth year gotcha not your exact birthday yeah um uh, but you know i think that's a bit sort of and, and then you know we cast it up through the apple tv um but even but then know, yeah you're not watching it even though you're the one that well there's four of us sitting there watching it yeah. but there's only one person registered as watching it but i think that data must be better for them than the 200 people in the back oh, of the TV day. data's it's yeah. it's guessing. I mean, when I first started out in my cadetship, I was in Tasmania, and and the word then that was that there was 13 boxes for the whole of Tasmania. 13. 13 families making the decision of a whole state basically deciding on, on TV who wins and who doesn't. And um, yeah, a lot of those boxes must have really been with people who love the ABC because the ABC used to... It's the only place I ever think that the ABC ever used to win the ratings. But um, mm. I mean, you even look at uh, radio ratings as well. There's one that's been killing it for years and years and years, 3AW, mm. uh, and they just talk back radio. Mm. I think that's the thing. They're not, you're not getting smashed by like a lot of ads. They do have ads on there, obviously, to, to pay for it, but it's, the substance is in the content. And that's what I think you're saying too with your stuff is that you've got a storytelling that's the important thing it's not the medium mm. these days it's it's what you're saying that's important it's how you capture attention and hold it mm. and and have them remember because i mean particularly in radio the way they do their ratings the way they do their ratings is even more bizarre you know when it comes to making financial decisions if if this was you spending money for your business yeah you'd sit there and go based on that Research really? Yeah, I'm going to base really millions of dollars of ad spend. If you're going to spend millions of dollars on ad spend, but oh, well, yes, no, do. but people do yeah. absolutely. But radio, the way they do that is surveys in shopping centres. Yeah, because they don't know who's listening. They put it out on the waves. Who and who, who's turning on their radio? And maybe car? on digital radio they can track, but not demographics. Yeah. Maybe just listens. I I listen to a bit of digital radio, but it, it doesn't have a lot of um, pickup here in Australia. No. Everyone's just listening to FM still or AM. Or yeah, and cars. Yeah, the cars are just set for normal radio because yeah. it works okay. Yeah. And but the thing with digital here too, as soon as you go through the Balti Bridge or Domain Tunnel or any of that stuff, cut. It's over, yeah. Because they haven't put that even that kind of technology the into the tunnel. Yeah. Even I find it amazing that when you drive through the tunnel, 3G or sometimes nothing is in there. You would have thought when making the tunnel that they would have put enough signal in there for you to even have a conversation as you're going through. I it's find crazy. It a struggle. It's crazy, but they can still interrupt your radio. Yeah. Cause for dum, those dum. announcements. Yeah. 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 Uh, was it but Firebox number 46 or whatever is you're going through, and then you get there and there's not even an issue. Yeah. Like, just, uh, yeah. But see, with the radio ratings, it's, you know, memory is really important. Because mm. you yeah, want to be top you're of in mind. The car, and then you've got to go home. You're doing something or else. Or get on your computer or your phone. And no, what radio ratings. No, like the way the, no, the way they do radio ratings is... No, 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 I'm saying like if you are to advertise on radio, let's say yeah. you're a lawn mowing company yeah. and it's uh, 
Jim's Lawn or something, right? .com.au. You've That'd got to remember that. Good business. That. <laughs> Jim's mowing over here. Great, great idea for business. Put mowing in there. But um, yeah, it's you've got to remember Jim's Lawn. .com.au. Go home. Mm-hmm. Figure out whatever else you've got going on at that time as well while you're home, and then go. What was that radio? Uh, what was that lawn company? Forgotten. But still, also, and still be stimulated enough to make the decision to take the action to call. Yeah. And that's the magic of marketing. Mm. The magic of ratings is that when someone asks, "What radio station do you listen to?" Even if they're a channel surfer, a surfer, you want them to say you, yeah. yours. So you've got to create like a trust and a loyalty. That's a different style of marketing altogether. Mm. See, there's a couple of players at heart. You've got the person who's wanting to advertise, and they will measure how good that ad- ad- advertising is based That's on how much additional profit they get into the yeah. business. Does it drive business? Does it drive visitors to the website? Does it drive yeah, yeah, phone yeah. calls and all that kind yeah. of stuff, right? Yeah. But then you've got the actual people who don't care about the uh, ads or whatever, and they just want good content. So you've got to maintain an audience while that audience that you're kind of scrutinizing trying to figure out who they are with limited amount of research available surveys like you're telling us in shopping centers mm. it's messed up isn't it quite a fair bit but they, they have their own website and they're, they're tracking people you know google with their analytics can fairly assess who you are and they give bite-sized chunks of that in the analytics so they, they'd be able to understand roughly who you are what age group you are what hobbies and interests you've got whereabouts you are and I guess that's how they would see if anyone's going onto their website, which again would be probably 15% of the demographic that's actually listening. Anyone that's technically minded, you look at three. It'd be a lot different on the. It'd be a lot different on the FM stations to the yeah, AM stations. Yeah, you've got the younger kids. They're SMSing, and you'll notice too. They're like yeah, SMS this to one three whatever, right? Hmm. And they're getting the SMSs going. Kids probably don't know they're getting charged fifty-five cents for those SMSs. Oh yeah, I think that's that, how they surely that's going to be now, isn't it? I don't know. I think still going. Jackie O's show. If they still do that. They make all the revenue off. Yeah, bites. There's Bridget, uh, my basketball coach is on three AW radio station. Oh, might, wow. might have a little segment there. That's I wonder who that is, Bridget. Drop the name. Yeah, drop it in. We might even check it out. Is he a host? I thought you were saying is he a hoe? I was like, where are you going here? Hosts. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, it's cool. So, yeah, back in the TV day, so what, 10 years ago, was it, that you were saying that you finished up doing your TV report? Oh, yeah, seven. Seven years? Yeah, seven years. Gotcha. Doesn't seem that long. Uh, nearly uh, two, 20, 20 something years. Wow. My first job ever was television. That's all I ever worked in. And what was that like to work in TV? Uh, TV was awesome. Yeah, it wasn't the greatest thing always, mm-hmm. but it was, you know, I. My first job in television was selling ads, so I went straight into sales. Uh, yeah, television sales. Um, I was at Channel Nine; they were the number one network. Um, everyone wanted a piece of Friends. Everyone wanted a piece of Getaway. Yeah. Everyone wanted a piece of any shows that they did. So it, it wasn't too hard. It was just a matter of organising people and taking their money, and you know, making sure the ads ran and ran right. And, uh, yeah, you do, you were just maintaining relationships. And, yeah, that was probably on the tail end of the heady days of TV. You know, there was still fun to be had. There was still big budgets that, you know, were allowed to be spent. And, uh, yeah, that was, you know, it was cool. But, you know, I had a burning desire to be a storyteller and be a journalist and, and meet different people every day and tell their stories. So I just used that job in sales to get to know the people up on the top floor mm-hmm. and yeah it took me a couple of years but in the end I um I'd built up enough of 
file tapes and enough practice by bribing the cameramen in the car parks to film piece the cameras with me and 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 understand enough about the game that instead of trying to apply for metro stations i um went regional so it seems like even um when you were doing your job you're already thinking about the future oh, i wanted to be a journalist from the age of i don't know riding a bike Damn, so you kind of knew back then as well that that was what you were going to do and then um, you said, yep, TV reporting, That's I've done with that for my life or I wanted to maybe steer it into something else or, or you know. I never had an exit. I don't know if that's strange, but as a, as a kid I was fascinated. I, I was really lucky in, in that I had a guy who, I had a guy next door who I loved, an, uh, an older guy, and uh, he was the postmaster and he retired and... And um, he had a do- he had a daughter who was uh, probably about six or seven years older than me. But he never had a son. He always wanted a son. Yep. And um, he was like the neighbourhood everybody. Like everyone knew him, and he knew everything that was going on. And and he and I sort of teamed up, and and I'd get to know everything from the you know the young kids side of the town. He knew everything from the adults, and we'd get together. And yeah, he'd take me to the TAB, and we'd pick tickets. And yeah, we, we had a great sensational relationship. But what he sort of and I don't think he even knew that he did it is that I just loved store the stories and knowing stories and being mm-hmm. able to break mm-hmm. break news even if it was just in my street and you got to understand that this time was when neighbors launched jeez you're talking a fair few years yeah ago. so we're talking 80s and and you know you and I you know we don't live far from where no. they filmed neighbors and uh, and either did I when I was a kid and so you know we were fascinated with the fact that this could just be a street in our suburbs. Yeah, and, and it's going worldwide. Yeah, and our street wasn't that much different. So I just loved the stories. And then uh, there's a famous sort of moment where I went and got a spy kit from Dick Smith Electronics. And the spy kit was this little thing you built. It was a bug, basically. And you put it in... It was, and the pamphlet said, put it in your sister's room and <laughs> learn all her secrets. Right? This Damn. is serious. This is what it was. Imagine that advertising these days. And basically what it does was a bug and it gave out an FM frequency and you tuned your radio into it and you could hear through your radio what was going on in the room next to it. And I thought, what happens if I... F- I remember this, these things. What happens yeah. if I flip this around? And this was 1985. So it was the summer of Walkmans. Wow. When everyone had radio Walkmans. And so yeah. we had 16 kids under the age of 18 in our street. So everyone was riding their BMXs and stuff with Walkmans, listening to the radio. And we used to play this game called Road Rules. I'm probably boring everyone here. But no. basically I changed, I flipped the bug around so that I would, tell every all the kids with their walkmans hey tune into my radio station i use my brother's stereo to play music and then i'd push stop on the music and then i'd dj talk about it yeah and then you know we're playing this game called road rules where other kids would be making you know lemonade and blah 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 so then i started to spell sell space on my radio no way but the the range of this radio station would have been 30 meters 400 meters max <laughs> radius right yeah. in a clear view right yeah, yeah. If you went around the corner up the hill you're done right but yeah it worked oh, and amazing and it's such a thrill isn't it at that age to be broadcasting out something and thinking people are listening and you know maybe friends or your sister was listening or it's crazy yeah. and now you're out of like broadcast out to the world and have people listen or listen after the fact or yeah. whatever it is and yeah it's pretty cool it was attention simon owens Patrick Robertson says, 
Have you heard is of that, that name Simon before? Owens. Oh, she's talking. Oh, Simon. So the basketball coach is Simon. Oh. Is Simon Simon Owens? Simon Owens. I haven't heard no, of him. I haven't but, heard uh, him on Three AW. I'll have to check it out. Who knows? Sorry, Simon. Yeah, exactly. If we've met, <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible with names. Um, but yeah, so I just fell in love with the power of attention. And, and yeah, wow. So and then you've kind of gone ahead and gone, okay, well this mass audience that you've had in the past as well how do you kind of make that a possibility for people on other platforms these modern platforms at the moment like youtube TikTok, instagram that kind of stuff yeah do you find that there isn't really a recipe for everybody that's for sure or for every every type of business but there's not one script fits all and that's the problem yeah is it is that most people if you're talking viral content or even just semi-viral or any even just content that cuts through yeah let's even wind it back to the easiest um what you'll find is a lot of businesses are so scared of social media and even personal brands is that they will see someone else doing something yeah and being successful at it yeah and they'll copy them and it won't work it doesn't work because it's not Mm. you yeah right how many people have we seen and you and i probably both been guilty of it right people trying to copy casey oh for sure Right. And there's, and it's not. Yeah, you probably cop a hard time. Oh, you got an electric skateboard because you you're trying to be like Casey. And it's funny, no, no, like no. the wife, same age, same kind of look, same kind of interest, that kind of thing. So it doesn't help. But I think you're attracted to people who are similar to you that have things that you'd like or things that you know. But then when you have a look at um, what other people are doing on trying to attract Casey to what he does. Um, I saw this really good one about a year ago where this girl got on and wanted to show how hard it would be to live the life of Casey Neistat. She got up super early, went for runs, did crazy work, uh, did interviews, did vlogging, did editing, like all that kind of stuff. And it took her, I think, three days and she's like, I'm done, I can't keep up. Yeah. Amazing. And so it's not really trying to be somebody. It's being inspired by someone and seeing if you could live their life. And that got a stack of views, like heaps and I think he even mentioned it saying, yeah, like these people who think that they can be me, mm. uh, being me is extremely hard. Um, mm. And it does come with its rewards, but it's, um, it, it's a lot of work. And, uh, you know, even putting four, four videos up a week is a challenge for me, being a ah. small business owner and two kids and wife and friends and all kinds of stuff. It's, yeah, it's I don't want to make this too much of a love in, but I do admire the fact that you're just so regular and that's where my youtube channel falls over like for right. those you can go to my youtube channel i'm not going to plug it but it's it won't be that hard for you to find but um it's just hard to be consistent I mean, i'm a business totally owner consistent. the same yeah. and part of my business is that we make videos for other people and the last thing i want to do after spending a day making videos for other people is pick up a camera and exactly. go make another video yeah it's like a stripper she doesn't want to go home and take her own clothes off does she <laughs> <laughs> bad analogy yeah. Uh, but you get what I mean. Like, yeah, he's probably the same. You know, when I did that video about Blue Shirt Guy that went quite crazy, mm. um, you know, you had half of the people that were saying, yeah, this is like, this is what it's like to be a YouTuber. You're going to get hounded and mm. with all the fame and success and fortune that you get from it, you've got, you're going to get the complete negative of that amount of stuff too. So I, mean, I think he deals with that kind of stuff all the time. 
Um, luckily, I haven't had to deal with too much of that stuff. You do get the occasional person yelling at your name when you're skateboarding down the street in the, in the city. You're yeah, um, kind of cool. Yeah, or tapping you on the shoulder saying, oh, do you mind if you get a photo? And you're like, you want a photo of me? It's, it's, it's weird and random, but... Um, That's cool. It is, and it's, it's interesting. I even saw on a park bench uh, not too far from here someone had written my name, and I'm like, what the hell? And I thought the <laughs> wife had done it. I'm like, are you playing pranks on me? She's like, no. Like, what is this? So it's... It does. It is a bit scary, especially when it's near where you live. Um, Did say Jay Boston was here? Or no, it just said Jay Boston YouTuber. Written like a little kid's drawing. It was. Wow. It was weird. Um, the nine-year-old army. Yeah, or if you're in an abandoned building and it's got, you know, it can be quite negative sometimes. But they've written something about you on a wall, and so to me, it's kind of like, yeah, well, you must be doing something right. People are watching. Yeah. But sometimes the. Either the wrong people are watching or they get the wrong opinion of you. And that's that's hard to manage uh, as a YouTuber, I think, as well. Um, you should try being a current affairs reporter. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm sure yeah. you've had some run-ins with unsavory people. Oh, like I've, you, look, I'll openly say that I've ruined some terrible people's lives. Well, that's but they were terrible people. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, yeah, they'd been doing some terrible things. But um, definitely had a couple of... Run-ins. I had one at uh, a local shopping centre uh, when I had my my daughter, who was three at the time. Oh, so I think you've told me this before. So you were just out. You weren't uh, doing your job. You were oh, out no, just shopping I, with your daughter. I'd exposed his scam, his scam probably four years earlier. Oh, no. Yep. Um, completely forgotten about him. Uh, and, yeah, he spotted me. And, and he came up to you? I went, he went ballistic. Wow. Yeah. And what do you do in a situation like that? Run. You ran? Just ran into a store, yeah. Just so you felt completely unsafe. And what did you do? Did you walk I was okay for myself, but I had a three-year-old kid, a yeah. three-year-old girl with me. I wanted so you just wanted... Did you tell her to go in the store? Or? No, I just picked her up and off we went. So. Wow. So you didn't... Did you feel bad about going out to your car or...? Yeah, they called security and... Escorted you and left, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, and that's, yeah, that's that was quite scary. Yeah, it was edgy for a few weeks. Yeah, you would... Because you never know, those kind of people have got people. And uh, I've, I've, in my experiences, well, even just doing this YouTube stuff, you come across some very unsavory people, bad histories, uh, or even homeless people, squatters. Um, yeah, you're doing that abandoned stuff that's, um, you know, just the way, you know, I mean, you could almost think that maybe 10, 15 years ago, maybe not so bad. No. A bit of, bit of heroin here or there, which just puts them to, you know, that just makes them dopey and go to sleep. But yeah. The stuff that's out there now and it's super scary you're going into places where those sorts of people might want they sleep to try they and, do, take and they do not want to be disturbed and they do not want to be on camera and if they are in there there's other like i, was, I went into a building in the city huge building we got i think 23 stories and um we got up pardon me we got up to almost the top and um we noticed that there was this guy in the corner he he built himself what we call a squat spot yeah. right so he had a microwave that was um somehow tricked into the uh, electricity nice. there was like you know all this kind of non-perishable food hanging everywhere magic noodles shapes that kind of stuff like a very dodgy dodgily made bed needle sticks everywhere it was terrible and he came straight up to us what are you guys doing and we're like oh you know we're just here we take photos we really like the um urban exploring and Show me some of your photos. I'm like, oh, he's going to steal our camera. I'm like, yep, there you go. Flick, flick, flick. He's like, yeah, they're pretty cool. They're, they're all right. And uh, he goes, what are, you, what are you doing here? And I said, oh, we're just doing the same thing. We're, we're off and we're um, exploring. And 
whatever, and then uh, he goes, oh, are you trying to get to the roof? And we're like, yeah, we are actually. We're, do you know how to get there? And he's like, let's go. And, you know, this guy, no shirt. He's wearing shorts that have been ripped to hell. And, um, oh, guy from India. from India. All right. Let's see if I can say his name. Siddharth Satish, I think would be the person. Yeah. Yeah. We've got some uh, cool I wonder if his nickname's Vader. <laughs> yeah. Sid Darth. Sid Darth Vader. Sid Darth cool. the Sith. Huh? And we might be onto something there. Vader. Uh, yeah, I can see we're having some encoding issues at the moment, but we'll keep rolling. Um, so anyway, so we get up the top uh, to the door just beforehand. And he's, it's closed. It's like, oh, someone's been here. This is my place. And we're like, oh. And we're going, like, by the way, there's only one way up and one way down in this building. No lifts, no nothing, all dark stairwells. And he's just wearing shorts, no shoes, nothing. Hair, messy as anything. And we're going up the stairs behind him, and the guy was with elbowed me, and he's like, this guy does not want to be on camera. You have to make sure that we don't put him on camera. And we're like, okay. And he's like, I'll tell you later. So he gets, he was using some kind of weird metal instrument, yanked the door open, got out there, lit up a cigarette. We just did our field meet and... Yeah. All that kind of stuff. And we're like, thanks very much, mate. Enjoy your day. Um, and we left. And we ran straight down the stairs, down to the bottom. And he's like, I can't remember who he was, but he's like, that guy was on the news, right, two days ago. Um, and he's in hiding. The police are trying to get him. Do not release his, his footage, his name, his details. He apparently writes uh, graffiti all over the, the city. Um, and I was going to mention, I almost did, I was going to mention his tag, but I won't. And uh, it was super scary. Wow. We, we really could have been stabbed. Nobody would have found us for weeks in this building. No. Um, and yeah, it could have been very bad. But he, like the guy that I was with, uh, he looked like he was a little bit homeless as well, which was a good thing. I think they, he knew he was like, talking there, kind of talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was super scary. Um, and so yeah, I think yeah, if you are in mainstream media, or if you just got a small little YouTube channel, you can get yourself into a, a bit of mess. And that's your job. Do you, do you feel like you were getting paid? Not anymore. Oh, it was, yeah. Do you feel like you were getting paid enough to have that kind of stuff happen to you? Yeah. I sort of like I liked it. Yeah? Uh, yeah, but I like the, 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 I suppose, the stoush yeah. or the tete-a-tete. Yeah, it was, it was a bit of an adrenaline rush. But, mm. yeah, I think... What's important to remember is the way that I, you know, I didn't go in to be a sports reporter or to read the news. I mean, my whole thing was um, I wanted to be an investigative reporter. I wanted to investigate things, find the truth in things. Yeah. And, um, you know, by the time I was on a show called Today Tonight, may it now rest as it's just been uh, axed in, finally dead. It's been dead in Melbourne and Sydney for a long time. It's just been axed in um, Adelaide and Perth is that a lot of the people that we were doing stories on then have fallen through the cracks. So, you know, you talk bad builder stories, yeah, it's fun to chase a builder down the street and serve him with papers, you know, to pay up money. But, yeah, I I remember doing a story on a family of... A family of uh, five kids, Mm -hmm. two parents, every one of them deaf. All of them. And they'd paid a builder all the money they had in the world, 300 and something grand, to build him a house out near five ways and while he was building the house they were living in the garage in a shed and he did off with the cash and I did the, I did a story on them every year for five years 
go back, still nothing. And still in that shell of the house, shell of the house, shell of the house. That's just bad. And it got to the point where we actually helped them with lawyers and we took it all the way through the courts until we were able to serve him with either pay, come and pay up and fix it, or you're going to go bankrupt. And we gave the courts 12 months to find him and serve the papers. And they couldn't find him. Gone. I found him in six hours. What? <laughs> right. And that's just... Yeah, that's, that's just your changed, intuition, isn't it? That's um, you going out and realising with your uh, skill and your craft that you kind of know where to find where to find information. I think, to and be it's fair, it's because I only had one... I only had one, to, one court document to serve and they've probably got hundreds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and plus, like, maybe as well with the police or whatever that they just saw it as a low-priority thing. They've got other things to think about. Yeah. Just Whereas, waiting you know, for you to pop up. Maybe at a road stop, maybe a breathalyzer, maybe at a license check. Mm. And go, hey, you got to... So how did you find him? Did you just had the right... You knew how to find it, internet? Uh, yeah, I, he was a builder, so you just follow where he's building. Yeah, wow. Yeah, he was, he was down uh, Phillip Island way. It's a nice trip down to Phillip Island. To yep. What, so you pulled up and you're like, there he is. What the hell? Yeah, so we, sat, we, we staked him out for a couple of days. So, you know, it's not TV reporting, particularly those shows, isn't as glamorous as you think. Like, yeah. you're spending days and days in cars. Yeah. Sitting with two other blokes, usually, and, you know, you're bored. And, you're you know, eating your donuts. You, you know, <laughs> you're eating your donuts. You're eating whatever. You, you're not, you're sitting there for hours. Wow. And, you know, people are coming and going. You don't, you know, you're trying to find the one. And um, this guy, we watched him uh, come out of his house and followed him, and he stopped to get a pie from a pie shop. And, and you, so, you, what, you quickly grabbed those cameras? And that's go time, and, yeah, so yeah. Slammed the car. Parked the car right behind, sort of hide behind. The, you know, he had a truck, sort of hide behind his truck, and as soon as he comes out of the shop and he's bang, you're on halfway him. across the road, bang. In you go. Is there any kind of laws these days as well about what you can film in public with people? I think it's all okay in Australia. You can you film can... whatever you want in public. Yeah. Yeah. If, if they're in a public place and you're in a public place, it's, you can film whatever you want. Yeah. But yeah. as soon as they go into a private building or... Their private building. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're on a property, so you're not in the a door... gym or something. Yep. Uh, and they say you've got to leave, you leave. Uh, they've actually got to tell you three times. and that, Or else it's trespassing. Yeah, so if so if they say, you know, you need to leave, you can say, oh, are you sure? I'm just trying to, whatever. Uh, yeah, you explain your situation. And they, no, 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 no we there. want you to leave. Really? But what about blah, blah, blah? And then usually, and it was it was really interesting, I used to find it really interesting, is that mm. you'd get to the second, they'd ask you the second time, they'd never ask you the third, because they just thought they are wasting their time. Right. Because you just, just like, you just go off into this preamble. And you had it all ready to go. Bah, you bah, had bah, it set. Bah, bah. Oh, it, was just, yeah. it became instinct. Yeah. Da, 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 and just, yeah, they're just like, oh, God, I wish this guy would go away. Damn. But they'd never ask you a third time. So what, what if this guy walks into a, an aquatic centre? Uh, so that's more of like a, it's an open general public place. People can freely walk in and out. Uh, you would, you'd still have to – you don't have to ask for permission, but if some manager came up – You can't take the camera in. Okay. But you can go. Yeah. You can go. So you can like follow even with a microphone on you? Yeah interesting because you see all this stuff on a you know a current because it's not the, the listening devices act is i mean we're really going into topics that aren't typical of your show but i no, hope people are enjoying it because like yeah you always wonder whether or not as you're exploring an abandoned building which is going to be a very big topic soon as well that i want to cover 
which is if you're I don't like going into abandoned houses right mm. homes because you don't know if anyone's in there you mm. don't know if it's their property mm. and the second that you walk in on a family in their house that you don't know if they're there or not especially in a home right you're up for a whole bunch of mess legally mm. you know it could be forty thousand um, dollars easily of court costs and all that kind of stuff it can be jail uh, it could be a lot of problems. Well, I think that's going into a house. If you go into someone's property, that's okay because you could be looking for a ball for your dog. You could be worried that your kid's in the neighbourhood. Uh, you could be worried that something's wrong with the family. So the police are like, I've gone and spoken to the police about this too to say what is suitable and acceptable that I won't get into trouble for doing what I do. Mm. And I explain to them exactly what I do. Um, but also keep in mind the police aren't the best lawyers. No, they're not. Police are the best keepers of the peace and why it's going to yeah. give them the least amount of headaches fair call all yeah. i'd say about if you if you're doing explores into <clears throat> abandoned houses in particular um don't break anything to get in of course not right no, and you i know you're really careful about that yeah in open doors uh check maybe check the check around all the windows and everything before yeah. you go in yeah no sign of life yeah no furniture none of that kind of stuff yeah. and if there is someone in there and they say go just go yeah it's not worth the video and that's the thing right um you know, i've come from a media background where we were drilled twice a year on all these rules yeah. and all these laws and it only took one or two lawsuits yeah for you to totally. actually understand what you can do and what you can't do and you know a couple of times you know i think the scariest time i ever had was i was yeah, I had to fly to New South Wales to go to the Supreme Court for something that I'd recorded. Um, and, I, you know, you have to sit there and you sit with your own lawyers and mm. you go through it for three or four days and mm. rehearse it. And then, you know, you have their lawyers attacking you and you're just sitting there going, man, if I get this wrong, I could go to jail. Absolutely. And, you know, all the other media is going to love a journalist going to jail because, you know, they'd love to eat their own and that's the roll-on effect too that if something does happen to a journalist then that becomes something that other people think that they can do and that makes it very challenging i think mm. even recently only two or three months ago there was this new they started coming out with this thing about restricting journalists um from what they can do and that it has to be um factual i can't remember how it went oh i've got no data what's going on here uh let's check this out Hang you on. need to get the mouse to run a bit faster jay just having a look at what is this. Everything seems to be all right, but and the encoder status is fine. The stream status is 12 frames a second, so that's not good. Let us know, Bridget, in the chat whether yeah, the picture's okay or not. There. I might sw swap to the backup. Where yeah, are some of these? Where are some of these viewers, Jay? Yeah, they're there. We just lost one. Oh no, they're back. They're coming back on. Yeah, it's really interesting. So while you do that, can I keep talking and they can still hear? Uh, what we might do... Or are we dead? We're not dead, but I am going to switch it to a different provider. So stay here, everybody. We'll be back in about 10 seconds. Hold on to your hat. It says down the bottom of the chat. Yeah, that's our internet. Just make sure we're back up. Excellent connection. All right, so I think we're back up now. We can keep going. We're back up. <laughs> yeah. We're back. We're back. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I think what's really interesting about media laws and that, why guys like um, uh, Viva Fry and Ian Corzine, if you're not aware, they're, they're lawyers on YouTube, is that um, everyone nowadays can be a broadcaster. That was the idea Just like of this. YouTube, yeah. right? Broadcast yeah. yourself. Yeah. Uh, and while everyone's broadcasting themselves, they're not 
as you know, they're not up with the laws as much as they maybe should be. Yeah. And that's where I think, like you're saying, Viva Fry, who's we've known for quite a while now, mm. he's going gangbusters. He's up at the 100K kind of subscriber mm. level now. Mm. And he's uh, giving people advice or not really personal advice, but advice on situations that have happened on mm. social media. or, And it's, it's very interesting to see it from their perspective too. Well, particularly with this copper thing that's going around, which is the American um, protection of children, children. online. Yeah situation so what you can broadcast and can't it's changed youtube mm. and you have to decide whether your content's for kids or not yep. do you say yours is for kids no, or not it's not yeah you just and have to make know, that distinction because really if you're saying that it's for kids then it ends up in the kids apps and platforms and then you get strikes if it's not for kids if it, and then you're you've lost your channel so but then a stream like this isn't not. offensive to kids either that's no, the but issue sometimes right? though like i might get uh, a um, guest on here live streaming drops yeah. the c-bomb mother hears it files yeah. a complaint you yeah. get a strike yeah. so it could be anything and that's why i'm like well I, this really isn't for kids yeah kids being 13 years or un- under i think yeah. it is anyone above that yeah, it's game on. So I think that's yeah. So the laws are always changing. Something people have to keep up with for yeah. sure. Yeah. So yeah, it's a challenge. Totally. And that's where coming on to live streaming as well. I will bring this up. Um, Sorry for turning you back. In the We're last twenty-four hours, uh, oh, yeah, let me just bring this up. Hang on. Where are we? There we go. That's a better one. So, yeah, we only heard about this this morning here in um, Australia, but we've had another mass shooting in a shopping centre in Thailand. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't heard of it, you probably haven't been up on the news or anything, but I'm um, just trying to find... This is probably the best one, most up-to-date CNN. So Terminal 21 shopping centre, 26 people dead, and it was a soldier from what I know. All these ads... What do they say at the top? Just keep scrolling down. There we go. Other way? There's saying whether they negotiated with him or whether they knocked Thai him Thai military out. brought in mother of gunmen who killed 26 people in a bid to negotiate with him. So Maybe he is still alive. Yeah, well, I'm, I, I heard that he's been in hiding and they've found him and I think he was still in the shopping centre. 26 people, 57 others. I oh, know, they killed him. First line. Brought in the mother of the gunman on a shooting rampage. To try and negotiate with him before they, they killed him. him. And yeah, this is a big thing for Thailand because while Thailand's a little bit of a disrupted country, uh, they are big on peace mm. and soldiers are really, uh, yeah, they're usually in the clique. You know, the governments and the army are all pretty close. So for a soldier to do this uh, would be bringing significant um, shame yeah, on their family, their country, his family their rather than just sadness. Um, and you think about it too, you look at all the things that are going on, you've got the coronavirus over in Asia and that's starting to spread across the world. You've got the bushfires here uh, and, and then you've now we've got mass um, flooding in Sydney and Queensland now, so the complete opposite of what happened a month ago. And all this is actually stopping um, people from um, travelling, from being tourists, from being... For wanting to go in and see things like for instance anyone that doesn't have a um australian citizenship or an immigration status can't come into australia from asia from china at all no. at the moment for the next two weeks i think it is no you've got to yeah you've got to be quarantined for two weeks yeah all that yeah so you can't come in and if you do you've got to go to darwin or whatever it is and yeah christmas island yeah so really this this place here was you know you've got your bali you've got your thailand you've got europe that you can still freely fly around and feel comfortable that you're not going to have any issues but now you've got these people that are killing 
anywhere. Yeah, I mean, like, but that happens anywhere, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, it happened in Bali in 2000, 2000 yeah. I think it was. The Bali shooting. Or the bombing. Yeah, the Bali bombing. Yeah, it's Christchurch shooting. And, and that's, that's the, the other thing. This is the thing you were saying we're as well. Say, this, um, yeah, he streamed it. Right here. Yeah, he was live streaming yeah. his um, shootings on Facebook. Yeah, and he's asking his audience what he does next. They, they were In English, was it? Or have you seen it? Uh, no, I haven't watched it. I don't want to. No. Hopefully Facebook uh, killed it off. See if we but, can search um, for it. From the, uh, the stuff I saw, he was, like, he was asking his audience whether... Uh, he should give up now or whether he should keep going. Um, so it was obviously stopping and starting and, you know, I just don't even know what, these people, what goes audience. through these people's minds to do this stuff. It's just not in my... Yeah, just not in like my I, register, but I stupidly watched the New Zealand one. You can find that kind of stuff on things like LiveLeak or yeah, yeah. whatever and uh, it's terrible. It looks like a um, very good computer game. Like, you know, it looks like Wolfenstein 3D or Doom or whatever, because all you can see is he's got an ether on his head around his neck and the gun's there. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's li- like I felt like it was a game and it was extremely lifelike, but it wasn't. It was real and yeah. it's terrible. It's that could be your brain protecting you, you know. Could be. The brain's incredible. Yeah, it could be like... Oh, it's a video game. You've seen things like this. Playing Call of Duty. Yeah, that ignorant kind of... Yeah, I'm just going to think it was a game and move on. I think I even did that when one of my cousins passed away when he was 19 and I was like 16. Didn't believe it. Went to the funeral. Actually did um, the eulogy at the funeral. Still didn't believe it. Yeah. So I think, yeah, it's that acceptance. Your brain's like, I can't process this. I don't want to. I'm going to just deal with it. Yeah, the brain's incredible. Mm. Yeah, it's incredible because you can drive you to do... Stupid, disgusting yeah. things like this uh, but you know um, it can also bring great happiness and contentment yeah so and even stop you from doing anything too mm. which is really important I even find myself sometimes sorry mate one of the locals I even find myself sometimes thinking not because I want to right? don't get me wrong but I don't think I could even if I was driving along a freeway at 100 k's an hour just smash into the car next to me you know what I mean like you, you'd, you would never do it. You, you physically couldn't do it, right? I couldn't never, could, couldn't do it. You know what I mean? I, and it's not that I'm saying I would, but I'm saying like... He's taking this to Australia. <laughs> but it's kind of like when... If there's a psychotherapist in the chat, <laughs> can someone analyse this for I've been bungee Let's do it in a different situation. I've been bungee jumping, right? I did this in Bali like 10 years ago. And um, it's, it's extremely hard to tell your body to jump. Yeah. And I was up there for, I think, 10 minutes. Yeah. And... And the longer you're there, the harder. I knew I was safe. This place had had a thousand jumps and no issues. And it's in, were you? It's into a pool with Were you going to be the first? You don't know that, do you? And that's what your body's trying to tell you is don't do it. What was that dodgy shopping centre out in the north of Melbourne? Pipeworks, whatever. They had a bungee. Do they? Yeah, they had a bungee platform. I was like, if you're going to bungee jump, is it really? You want to do it just off the Hume Highway? Yeah, if you're gonna go, do it somewhere yeah, well, glamorous. Right? This was actually pretty dodgy too. I was. Why is that counter up? Um, I was. I can just see it on the screen. Yeah, I'll try and get rid of that. Um, yeah, got got it. Um, yeah, this is in Bali. Wasn't even along the water. It was into a um, pool with no water in it. Uh, it was an. It was. Um, 
represented by a, an American company, right? So that, I think that built some trust or whatever into it too. In your mind? In my mind, yeah. yeah. And that, that was all really well set up down there and it was all convincing and they were showing you like people with GoPros and stuff. Well marketed. Yeah, and then you get up the top and it's as if it used to be an old pool with a very tall diving board and you were jumping off that with what seemed to be hotel towels wrapped around your legs with some rope on it. Nah. And I'm like, is that it? Never really? And I did it eventually. But um, yeah, I, I didn't have to have done it. But I can say that I've done it. But that's what I'm saying is... Were you there on a boys' holiday or what was it? No, it was... Oh, kind of. I was there with one of my mates. And then we met some girls on the second night. And then we just hung hung out together and did these kind of crazy things. And Did the girls go first? Uh, no, they didn't. No one did it except for me in the end because they, the they were shutting for the night. Oh, They're like one more, and I'm like, that'll be me because I was trying to impress them. I think, but yeah, of course it you didn't impress them because I lasted like ten minutes trying to wait. And everyone was wanting to push you off because they wanted to go home. Yeah, because it's closing time. Uh, there's a surf beach near Melbourne Airport. Yeah, yeah there's there a new is. One. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, it's like a wave pool and uh, yeah, mechanical. Yeah, yeah. Some of the guys at work have been on it. It's, it's quite cool. It's a massive truck going past. It was the Death Star, just, <laughs> yeah. just drifting by. That was our Indian friend, I think. It's a Darth Vader. Yeah. Uh, Vader the Sith. But that's what I'm saying. But yeah, that to thing. Draw, that to get your brain and your body to do something like this in Thailand or in New Zealand. or I, 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 I can't understand. It's not human, really. I mean, he's had training in the army. For years and years and years. And maybe it's he just snapped. Maybe he broke. Maybe it was a mental thing. Oh, it's not. Yeah. It doesn't happen to normal people. I mean, that's the, yeah, that's, I think we're pretty safe in that assumption. Yeah. And so, you know, the question is, could anything have been done? Were there any warning signs earlier? Mm. We don't know. Mm. We don't know enough about it. Um, it's you know, scary, we don't, man. You know, but, you know, if, if he's in the military, even, you know, in Thailand, they'd be assessing anyone that has access to that, you know, into weapons and stuff. So it's just terrible. But you know what? And, it's getting more and more frequent, though. You look uh, back at, what was that guy's name in Tasmania that killed all those people down at Port Arthur? Yeah, Martin Bryant. Martin Bryant. He was our first major serial killer here in Australia. He was our first mass shooter. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes, because there's been other ones. Uh, but, yeah, mass shooter. Uh, and it went crazy. Gun control laws came into effect. Um, and we haven't had really many except for those terror, like the Burke Street guy going down in his old Commodore straight down and knocking people. Uh, and then only what uh, four or five days ago someone tried to emulate what he did doing donuts in um, uh, near Flinders Street Station it's getting more and more frequent it seems like the nutters are starting to or are we learning more and more about it you mean that uh, this kind of stuff happens but we don't hear about it uh, we didn't used to like I've, I've heard some stats too Westgate Bridge oh, right the amount of jumps that people would have over that every week yeah, not was, anymore. No, because they put those massive things up. And yeah, so the funny thing there, you know, if anyone's in that sort of situation, you know, call for help. Yeah, don't, don't you think know, you have to end your yeah. life for it. No, get, yeah, and there are services now like Beyond Blue that help that. But um, I used to sail as a kid, and one of the yacht clubs we used to sail out of was Williamstown. Mm-hmm. And it was always, um, yeah, there was, yeah, every now and then there'd be a tugboat near the, the Westgate and it would the tugboats can tilt their engines and the tugboats would tilt their engines and stir up the mud and then it was up to the surf lifesavers to pick up what floated up from the mud and it was some people every so often Mm. 
often, like very often. Very often. Yeah. But you know, I'll tell you a story about what happened in Ma- that happened in Melbourne that was fully freaking. You probably don't even remember it. So you'll be honest with me. I will. I'll be honest with you. So I went to a story once. I reckon it was uh, mid two thousands. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was definitely post September eleven. Mm-hmm. Uh, so post, it was a high. Two thousand one. Two thousand one. Okay. Yeah. So it was, uh, and I yeah I worked that night. I, I did the first Australian package. Australian-based package on September 11th, right. 8 o'clock that next morning. Mm-hmm. Letting and People waking up didn't even know. No, I remember. I, remember. I woke up. I was on a mattress yeah. at my girlfriend's house in the family room because we weren't allowed to share the same bed. I woke up and her dad's on my bed watching the TV because I was in the family room. And I'm like, what are you doing? And I looked over and I'm like, what kind of movie are you watching? He's like, this is real. And I'm like, anyway, sorry. Yeah, it's mad. So it was after that, but uh, we were called out to uh, Lara, I think the train station, and... Um, there was a guy who had tried to get onto the passenger train in peak hour in the morning to go to the city. And he'd yelled something and didn't look right. And he missed the train. So he'd gone to get the train, the door shut, shut and he was yelling at the door so they didn't open the doors for him and the train pulled away. Okay. And uh, people were like, oh, there's a mad guy at the train station. Anyone reported? Yeah. Okay. So they rang it in and said, there's this mad guy who's trying to bang to get in and whatever. And what actually ended up happening is that he had uh, strapped himself with Dynamite. homemade bombs and a nine-volt battery with the two springs on the top. And he was ready to get everybody in that train. And he had four bombs. Right, he had them strapped to himself. Now, what he'd actually planned, and this may be a little bit gross, if you're a little bit sensitive yeah. to these sorts of Come things... Come back in a couple of minutes. Come back in about 30 seconds. But his plan was he had four bombs... Two here and two lower down in his guts. And his plan was he'd get the wires from the bombs, put them on the battery, the battery would heat up the fuses and explode. And his next thought was for the next two to go off, I've got to get the next wires and put them on. But obviously, he wouldn't be there. Well, he wasn't going to be in good enough shape. But he set the first two bombs off and it blew his legs off essentially and he was just laying in a paddock out from Lara so he just so his plan was to get onto a train and do it and then he missed that train and he's like well I'm just going to do it anyway yeah and so he was yeah so he's in a grass paddock we all get called down there as journo so however long it takes to drive from Docklands to Lara 25 minutes maybe I remember it was a 40 degree day like it was stinking and out there there's no shade and it would have had flies all over him and this guy is in the paddock and he's still alive well, and he's here like he's here trying, to trying to get the other well he's going. still alive but he couldn't he was coming in and out of consciousness and we stood there we watched him for I reckon four or five hours because the bomb squad robot was being serviced no one, no one would go near him no one was allowed near him because mm-hmm. they'd sent in cameras to see and notice that he'd had more bombs now that's that happened in melbourne i've never heard of it no one really knows about it but that's the way the world was it'd be on the six o'clock news six months later most people wouldn't know about it and is there things but nowadays with social media yeah is there is there uh, things repeats and is there things that happen that you hear about that you just like we can't air that yeah. It's not worth our time going out there because we know we just can't actually uh, create a story out of that situation. Like, I'm sure you get a lot of um, domestic disputes. You get a lot of that kind of stuff. And really, it's um, it's probably interesting to the general public, but because it happens so often, 
Um, suicide was a big one. Mm. Like, you're not allowed to report on suicide. That's starting to change because they think awareness can save others. But the, what they're worried about is copycats. Mm. Um, there's been plenty of things that happen that the police... Bomb like threats to, is like, it's so common in the city. And now I think there's a process that you can um, determine what level of threat or possibility that this is actually a hoax or mm. if it's actually real. Um, it's a fair gamble. It is. I mean, uh, my mum used to walk, work in the law courts. Um, she used to work in that uh, the county court area. Yeah. And they'd, they'd get, get them every day. <laughs> yeah. She was saying, like, we get them all the time and we become so numb to them. But we know the ones that we really have to mm. be uh, be careful of. Oh, schools during exam time. Well, they, they were saying the le- the less the bomber talks about, the more you got to be concerned. Mm. Which is oh, scary. It's just doesn't bear thinking. No, and it's it's terrible that you, you know, that even people like my mum or someone else's parents or even you know like you've got a little law clerk or a secretary that's in there, mm. and they're thinking about their life all the time and. Who, who you don't know about this kind of stuff you don't know about the underbelly of any any city state country no and uh it's scary yeah and that's the weird thing you know you, i and i always found it interesting that um whenever something bad happened in a neighborhood you'd always be able to find people in the street that go, oh this is a beautiful neighborhood nothing bad ever yeah, happens yeah. and they say that on the tv all the time, all the time. Like they interview all the, time, the right? person across the road oh they were a great couple well i gotta say badness lurks on every corner oh no matter where I'm you are. Not to scare people to be out, but yeah. badness can. You know, there was a, a murder of a young girl probably 400 metres from my front door uh, six years ago. I was listening to a podcast yesterday, a Herald Sun podcast from Andrew Rule. Yeah. Um, he was talking about um, Doncaster Shopping Town where um, uh, Australia's most uh, – twice Australia's most wanted uh, were linked to Shopping Town. Um, but even sh- uh, there, it was like a couple of years ago, someone had a samurai sword. Well, it was Jonathan Dick, cut his brother's head off. Yeah, in a lift. Got, got out As he got out of the lift. Uh, and then went missing for two years and then attacked one of his school friends with a hammer. Well, do you know? And then they found him in yeah. the city. Maybe that was your dude. Could have been. Jay. Yeah. You could Connecting have taken the, the reward. Yeah, I didn't take that risk, that's for sure. Yeah. Don't take the risk for the reward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got... Uh, Kyle Harvey, it's good to see you. He's a very frequent uh, watcher, wanting to talk about some of the V-Star Blackhawk. I do have a V-Star just behind me up here. Get um, it out. This is the... Uh, thick. Yeah. Careful, it's got the remote. I might not get You can see it back there, but that's one of the smallest electric skateboards I think I've ever seen um, or used, and it's actually pretty good. You've got to tighten up those trucks, but it's, um, it's pretty good. So I'll keep answering your questions. How fast does that one go? That can get up to about 30 k's an hour. But that's not the one he's talking about. That's not the no, Blackhawk? no. I haven't heard of the Blackhawk, actually, but in about three weeks, we're um, going to be getting a Metro board, the new Metro board that's coming down in about three weeks from Washington State, uh, and we're going to um, get 12 board store to have a look at it. It's it's a pretty pretty unique, pretty amazing board. Cool. Um, it's got some very good high-quality parts, um, and it can do some decent dif- uh, decent range and speed, so we'll see. So, yeah, I watch a lot of your videos and, mm. and your live streams, and you're always talking about you've got all these different boards, off-road boards on... For a guy who wants to get aboard, yeah, uh, yeah, a last couple of kilometer, yeah, traveler. Like I go to the city, I can be working at RMIT. I can have meetings in between all around the city because I still run my own business, mm. and um, I detest public transport. I hate it. Like, you know, yeah, for some it's a necessary evil as well. Yeah. I used to skate when I was a kid. 
uh, through to maybe early 20s. Yep. Uh, so I love the idea mm, of a skateboard. Mm. Well, how uh, far do you think you would go if you want to, if you were traveling around the city, let's say for a day? Oh, 10, 15K. 10, 15. So you're probably just out of the limit of um, some of the Asian boards that are out there. They, on you know, not offending you or anything, you're about my weight. Um, you probably mm. wouldn't get around the 15K range on, on one of them. But something like that. Pardon me, that's why I've got that here behind you. Uh, I'll just get a wide shot. That is the XYX1 Pro. Oh, look at this. Um, yeah, it's quite a nice board. You've oh, written this before. Chunk out of it too. Yeah, this board, I'll give you um, a bit of a story on this one too. Uh, I held an XYX1 Pro demo day here in Melbourne, in Port Melbourne. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, you were there. Which means you would have seen the accident that happened. Yeah, when they hit each other. Yeah. The two guys ran into each other, yeah. didn't they? Ran so the that was Moja, um, who was on the G4, uh, G4X actually. Yeah. And it went face first, collision straight into this XYX1 Pro. And I didn't think it, but this XYX1 Pro came out better than the G4X. The G4X had to get about $600 worth of um, maintenance done to it to get it to where it needed to go. Yeah, and it wasn't Moja's board either, was no, it? No, he, he was, borrowed it off He somewhere. borrowed it off uh, our friend Dr. John. And... Um, like, yeah, did he, belt, did he, and it let me tell axle. me that he tell me that he fixed doctor. Yeah, good. Yeah. What well I'm okay. Uh but um yeah. That was a cracking that was a cracking stack actually. It was huge. Mm. And Moja, because of the amount of stacks that he does, he's been able to uh jump off boards at the best of times. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle's right. Yes. That's the mini. I yep. do have an X Way Pro. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna Jonathan. fall it's gonna fall into my car tonight. <laughs> Don't tell Jay. No, exactly. Um, you can borrow it for a week or so, but I do to. have the X-Way uh, Flex coming, and I'm sure I'll be doing a comparison on that versus the Flex. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. borrow it. You're not it. too far from where I am. Nah, let's have a go. So I've just got to find a remote control for you and the charger, and you can grab that. Um, but that's the thing. So, like, but this is a great place to start. Yes. I would say this has got a great acceleration, not a lot of maintenance that you need. You yeah, can download the app, uh, so you can change the acceleration and the braking um, curve. So it gives you the feel that you want. Yep. The good yeah. thing with X-Way too is that when you first get the board, you can't actually get into any of the speeds except speed one. And I think that's for the first 5Ks. And the reason for that is they don't want you to have an, get on it and do it, be an idiot basically. Yeah. You get on it, you learn how to use it. And then as soon as you hit the 5Ks, it'll unlock the other um, the other speeds as well. So yeah, yeah I remember I really once um, my oldest brother got a uh, motorized scooter, mm-hmm. petrol one. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, for Christmas, uh, and we would have been—I uh, would have been mid twenties. He would have been early thirties, and that Christmas day, everyone was getting on this electric, yeah, on this motorized yeah, scooter, like the cool, cool toy, yeah. and doing stuff. And I remember uh, my dad, yeah, didn't end well. No, he got nah. on, fell off. He hit the brake. Oh, uh, went face first. Yeah, I think he sort of jackknifed it. Know, it does happen. The worst injuries do happen, and I want to do a little video. Christmas Day shenanigans. Yeah, I've been collecting a whole bunch of um, bad injuries that have happened on electric skateboards, yeah. scooters, things like that. So one day when I've got enough, I'll, I'll release a little bit more too. That'd be a great video. The top ten stacks and injuries on an electric skateboard. Mate, it's there's some horrific ones out there. Bridget wants an electric skateboard. Bridget, uh, I've got to probably get in touch with you privately because I want to. I said that right. I didn't want to get... Yeah, anyway. Uh, I want to find out about what you do and maybe have you on the show and then, yeah, you can 
borrow one of these electric skateboards. Yeah, XY is coming out with the mini board and the new Flex. There's been a few videos online. Yeah, the new Flex I meant to have. It's me- it was meant to be here two weeks ago. I think you got one. You can click onto the XY. So I don't want to direct your no, show you here. me, Mr. TV but personality. Hang on. Um, no, that's a long time ago. Um, let's bring that up. Hang on. There we go. So it really is. I mean, the th- the, I think the interesting thing for someone like me who's who's been introduced to electric skateboards by yourself, and that's what you do a great job at doing, is um, there's just so many companies and so many different types of boards. And it's confusing. Yeah. It's super confusing for the general punter trying to figure out what skateboard yeah. um, that they want to be uh, purchasing. Um, You've almost got to be uh, immerse yourself in the community yeah. for six months before you actually buy a board but for that six months you feel like a bit of a hangers-on totally, six man. toe totally. because you don't have a deck well that's what my aim is re- as well as to educate people on what boards are really good what aren't that good mm. what would be good for certain situations and for certain riders because there's not going to be one board for everybody this is a commuter board it won't get you 25 30 k's it will last um, but you will need to charge it the charging is pretty good with one of their fast chargers it's a couple of hours but if you were to leave your charger at home, you get a decent 15 k's out of this. Uh, you can scoot around the city. Great incline hill, um, uh, paths as well will be more than capable. Yeah. Even with the scratches and stuff on here, you're not going to find an issue. That's just grip tape. You can just rip that off, put a new one on. Yeah. And I've got this is shock paper. absorbing grip tape though. Uh, yeah. Hang on. It you is talking away. Because uh, I read up on this. I uh, Jay has been. Uh, hitting me up about when am I going to get my electric skateboard when are you going to get it come on do it and uh, he, he texted me yesterday about this and about skateboards and I actually was sitting there on my phone on xwayboard.com <laughs> uh, working out the transaction of American dollar to Australian dollar to work it out and whether I'd need riot pack on this or whether I just keep it as hub motor so but 799 USD a big thing for me bucks. Yeah. so you got it there sitting there at 999 yeah, so it's normally a lot more expensive. But this yesterday when I was looking at it, it was seven ninety nine. Oh, that's because you got Ride Pack on there. Yeah, because I got the right drivetrain. Because if you try the X One Pro on its own, they're not selling that um, at the moment. It might be out of stock. So you can see thirty four in stock here. I'm sure I had it yesterday on my phone. I bet you did. This is what you were talking Do you about. Do has gone already? Probably. Oh damn. This is the shock absorption grip tape, um, which is quite cool. They can sell this separately. So if you do, if you do happen to have them. If what happened to me will happen to you, you can buy this stuff and um, put it you on. can just see that the grip tape is um, in there. Yep, it's all shaped. It's all Perfect. good to go. You just peel it off and put it on. Perfect. Oh, I don't know if I should smell this, but uh, smell that coming from... Oh, sorry. It's actually been yeah. since November, so I probably won't have anything. No, no coronavirus no, in there. No. It's like when you open an Apple product. Like, uh, yeah, there is a there's that smell. and Nike sneakers. They're the two things. Yeah, mm. Apple and Nike. Yeah, and you know that it's a good smell. You're like, mm. yeah, yeah. There's nothing. <laughs> nothing smells better than a fresh pair of Nike sneak Air Max yeah. sneakers or underwear. Yeah, exactly. No, don't sniff. Well, you buy your first electric skateboard, you're hooked. This stuff is worse than crack. That's wow, one good way Kyle. to put it. You watch when you get on this and you're skating around. And you're like, oh, the world has opened up. I can go in parks. I can go paths. I can go bike tracks. I can yeah. like. It's, it's well, see, amazing. I do cycle. I love riding, and I used to cycle a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, two two hundred fifty k a week, and yeah, I'd get up. That's a lot. Yeah, I'd get up Saturday morning. I'd ride from Doncaster to Morty Alec and back in Melbourne. So, and loved it. That's a lot. Yeah. Loved it, but then yeah, you weren't getting home till eleven thirty. Yeah. In the morning, you, you, know, and you got kids, and you miss yeah. them. But I like the freedom of getting out. Yeah. And yeah, you know, I live near a big bike track, 
um, and I love skateboarding, so this would be something that I'd use just for time out. Exactly, exactly. And, and the more, the more that you that find, like even going on things like group rides or um, just going out on your own, you find yeah. new things, places that you can just stop. Like if you're in a car, for instance, and mm. you're driving along and you're like, man, I've been meaning to go to that place. Well, just stop, jump mm. in, go have a look, get back out on the road. Yeah. I even find like where I work in South Melbourne, um, if I need to go into the city, like I know this Wednesday I've got a uh, meeting on where am i william street yeah um on wednesday and i know i'll be able to just scoot there it'll take me 12 minutes there's no ubers there's no cost there's no petrol there's no parking fees there's none of that stuff yeah. so it just makes sense and this this kind of x-way even though they don't advertise it you can ride that in very light rain um not a problem yeah and uh so it just it just makes sense especially one thing i'm looking at more and more is actually developing a ev movement foundation um, that will help support legalization in all over the world, get a whole bunch of members involved. It's a non-for-profit. Talk to government, talk to councils, let them know that the benefits of what we're doing here, the cost saving, that they don't have to... People can skateboard to their shops in their local area versus having to park and congestion and mm. all that kind of stuff. Like, this can help that, um, mm. like bikes. So we're not trying to be better than bikes. We're just saying, hey, this is like a bike. It's got wheels does have a it does have a motor and a battery and all that kind of stuff but it's the the technology that's in this right now is so much more advanced than it was even two years ago mm. uh that you know the batteries don't blow up as much as they used to you still get the occasional ones because you get but they got brakes yeah well you get people that don't know what they're doing and they fit batteries into something that shouldn't and mm. they overcharge or whatever it happens mm. and they blow up so yeah you've got to be super careful but consumer boards are now available in JB Hi-Fi of all skateboards. Yeah, stuff there. Yeah, all their backpacks, their accessories, all that kind of, so it's becoming more mainstream. Mm. It's just a grey zone for. I can imagine yeah. the three RW talkback. I've know, been on it where, a lot of times. Where are you going to put the number plates on the electric skateboards? Because yeah, they use them. the road no, and register you know the ride. Let's, let's talk modern times. Even I was in oh, a great. Tesla yesterday. You know, you don't even have a key. You open it because it's got Bluetooth on your phone, and you've yeah. got the app, and click, you're in. Yeah. So, you, yeah, everyone's got a phone that has one of these. You can just have like a digital license or something on it. You pay 10 bucks a month or mm. 10 bucks a year and you're going to say, you sign, yes, I am a decent rider. I've done how many mm. hours or whatever it is and yeah. have that as your proof that you're, you're a decent person. Well, I've done so. it with drones. I mean, I think, you know, I haven't flown my drone for six, seven months. Mm. Because the legislation and the laws, yeah, and the, 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 the places the you funds can fly, out of it, right? Well, even uh, I've got the new um, Mavic Mini, and there's a new app for that, and it is so much more controlling in terms of where you can go. Uh, it, it, it's annoying, yeah. Because I thought that being a Mini, being underneath the 250 grams here in Australia, you, you want, you should be able to, but I think Australia is again far behind on what these things are and who is using them, and the if that drone hit you in the face, you'd be fine. You know, because it's so small and so nimble and light that you'd be mm. all right. But uh, it just takes the fun out of living, you mm. know, not having something like this that you can scoot around or mm. flying a drone out. And it's so, these are things are so safe and they're so monitored now. Mm. You have to register your, your details. And so if, if your drone hits somebody, it's going to know and it reports it back and you can get into trouble with CASA. Mm. Why not let people... It's hard to crash a drone nowadays. Very, because they've got all the sensors and stuff. Yeah, they, so. they don't like it. No. Um, but I think we've got to look to the Nordic countries. They seem to be leading the way on this sort of stuff. Electric yeah. bikes, yeah. scooters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you and I were at the launch of Lime Scooters. Yeah, and there's a few people from the city of Melbourne there. And have you heard uh, about Lime lately? No. 
Yeah, so they're cutting co- they're cutting a, a whole bunch of countries out of their scooter program. Wow. Uh, a lot of uh, jobs are going. Um, so it's it's an interesting space, and even Uber is bringing bikes into Melbourne now. So they're going to have Uber bikes. So you can. Well, we know how that went with O bikes. I mean, and this is the <laughs> yeah, thing, right? It, it just shows that, uh, and the blue, uh, yeah, the yellow ones. Um, yeah, some people just can't have nice things. No, and, and, and yeah, yeah they throw them in the river, and you know, it doesn't happen in other parts of the world. No, and it's either that those yellow bikes went into the river because they didn't have the technology to track, and now with these Uber bikes, they've warned people that if they do th- throw them in, um, that they're going to be like very lawfully pursued as well. I don't know mm. how, but it there's there's something around there too. It's funny with now that we've been talking about skateboards, it's gone up as well. Uh, anybody buying the first electric skateboard I buy a cheap one like a Meepo and save a lot for like a Metroboard AT or V-Star yeah Metroboard um, I don't know if you heard before but we'll be doing a review uh, Elan and some others have got that coming down to Australia so we'll be um, looking at that um, I don't know too much about the Metroboard although it's got very good quality parts it's now been stocked in Filipachi in New York uh, which we'll be going to in August so that'll be cool anybody watching from New York or LA I'll be there in August and oh, Germany man. so Aren't you looking lucky? forward to that the missus has given us the all clear for about 10-12 days so um, Kyle saying yeah, even uh, if a propeller days. hits you in the eye you could lose an eye but come you, on yeah you could come on Kyle and that's there's there's very mm-hmm. basic welcome to the sense, jungle common sense laws that are out there these days which you should as a human understand don't go near big crowds of people don't go near big buildings yeah that's pretty much it yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing hockey nowadays, and uh, I know you're yeah. trying to keep fit. I'm trying to keep fit. But uh, yeah, that's probably the that's probably a lot risky. I'd rather get hit by a drone than a hockey ball. Oh, yeah, quietly. yeah. No shin pads. They don't do too much. Like the ones that I was wearing back at school. Uh, it's in the head. Like if they launch that, some guys can launch that. Yeah, oh, it'll crack your head open. Oh yeah, easily. brutal. But yeah, Harley Davidson's coming out with a um, electric bike. Uh, Boosted's meant to be coming out. With Jeep's bike. coming out with an electric mountain Even bike. Even BMW has coming out with a scooter. So. In the boot, it's gonna you'll pop you'll press a button. And oh no! Nah. Pops out and you can scoot everywhere. No. Yeah. So well, that's that's what one they of they our clients. Last mile, the last mile, the final mile. Yeah. Transport. So I think if you are a scooter company, you really got to get in touch with these automotive companies or bike companies because yeah, yeah they're they're making them a part of the the vehicles to keep relevant. I think as well. Like you're talking a, a way back. Uh, Bridget's off. Ah, uh, here it says Higgs twenty two. We'll check that out. See you, Bridget. I'll get in touch with her. Um, was in a Tesla Model 3 with the performance pack on yesterday. Mm. Uh, one of the guys through, funnily enough, the Electric Riders Melbourne Club um, filmed it. So everybody will see that. The amount of tech that's in that is phenomenal. Yeah. Like even I was playing a game on the screen while we were parked and I'm using the actual steering wheel and the brakes to play the game. Oh, no. It's like, it's where, incredible. You where, can watch. Where were those things when I was sitting in cars? Chasing bad builders. Well, you think about it too. You do have to, like, it takes half an hour or 45 minutes to charge your car. So, what are you going to do? They've got YouTube built in, Netflix, uh, games. Uh, what's really cool is romance mode that they've put into it oh, recently. Yeah, with the fire. Seen, yeah, yeah the you fire. got the fire going and then you touch the so screen. So you, you and your mate switch it over to romance mode. Yeah, he had uh, I'll, I'll Make Love to You going. Oh. You know that song? <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was That's a, a video we probably don't want to see, folks. Oh, you'll be seeing it. Yeah, you won't be seeing what happened once the music came on. But uh, no, good fun. Yeah, electric vehicles, they are making a push. Um, and yeah, that's what I was saying. With this EV movement foundation that I want to put together, it's not just about electric skateboards or scooters. It's about bikes. It's about um, mopeds. It's about cars. It's it's yeah, embracing yeah, yeah. this stuff because it's it's much better for the environment. 
petrol is becoming like the fossil fuels are becoming so far so hard to find in the world too and more expensive so it's a it's a challenge yeah i don't know i mean batteries are they're expensive to make and, and they yes, come they, from a fossil fuel yeah um so unless you're making them i mean even solar i mean the amount of work that goes into making yeah, solar panels of is still um yeah it needs electricity to yeah, I think there's still a long way to go. It's mm. probably a move in the right direction, I think. Yeah, for the, yeah. You know, you and I, we've both got kids. Uh, in, you know, so we've got to think of the future and, we've and got to, what we've we're got doing. We've got to think of what, what can we harness on our great earth that um, doesn't kill it. Yeah, but I think there's also a point that has to be made that, um, okay, if we're not going to have coal-fired power stations, which give us the cheap electricity, yeah. let's not sell those coal-fired power stations or mines to foreign companies yeah, like private. India and China and allow them to dig it up and take advantage of it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, if Have you been out to see where they um, dig the coal? Yeah, I used to go to university out near uh, Hazelwood. Yeah, we Hazelwood. Used to, we used yeah. to swim in the in the pondage, which and that's, was that's warm all from the now. Hazelwood. Pal, ha, Hazelwood. Yeah, well, I, not think really Dan, it's, I think it's got Dan some, Andrews has got some diesel generators hiding in there, plugged in. He does. We actually went down there thinking it was abandoned. It's got stopped by the uh, staff, and they're like, "No, nah, we've got some uh, stuff going on in there. The actual coal production and all that kind of stuff, or the, the burning, they're not mm. doing. But yeah, they do have some backup generators in there, yeah, ready to rock and roll. That's where the power point is. You got to plug in. Exactly. <laughs> you're not. You're not yeah, exactly. Crazy. Straight into the grid, right there and then. Yeah, so I think, yeah, there's a lot to go there. I think Australia, you know, if you, yeah, it was a statistic somewhere years ago where the amount of iron ore that Australia has dug out and sold to the world is that we should all be walking around as rich as Saudi Arabians. And why aren't we? Yeah, why aren't we? Because we ship a lot of our coal overseas. And iron, iron ore to yeah, Japan yeah. and steel. Yeah, we've got, everything. We've got a lot Maybe of we're stuff. we not, you know, uh, costing it properly. I just don't I mean, think it's got to be handled properly by the governments, mm. to be honest. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm not into socialism or communism. No, no, no. I mean, we're going to places we both don't know too much about. No, we're not experts. But hey, you know, this is common chat, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Bit of echo going on. Hang on. We'll fix that up. There's a gremlin in the system, James. We're going to uh, sort this out for you. For you. Uh-huh. I see what you did there. <laughs> we should be back and running now. Yeah, it's because if I change mine before yours and people can hear me through your microphone, there could be a slight amount of echo, so we should be good now. Um, I might even test that, see if we're all good. Hang on. Let's see. You good? Clap. Yeah, we're straight. Much better. The old clap test, eh? Yeah. Doesn't that bring back memories? Things. Oh, so many things that we back up. So I've got backup uh, internet, backup headphones. You've got your own headphones, but it's a bit delayed, so it's a bit interesting. Creaky has lots of cameras. Yeah? Just having a look at his back shot. Oh, he's probably looking at behind you. Oh, There's yeah. some lenses. And yeah, no, they're not mine. This is no. This is Jay's. So, like if, oh, is, if I had that camera still on. This is Jay's studio. So I can go like this, and there's my hand. Where is it? There it oh, is. Oh, they thought that I was... Okay, yeah, they, they thought I was in my place. Own space, but yeah. No, like there. Look at that. Yeah, Australia is huge, man. Huge. It is. I, I was watching before we came live onto here, uh, 60 Minutes, which had the... Um, yeah, there's a couple of... Little, little friends. Things going around. Uh, that had all about the bushfires, and it had Barnaby Joyce on there, and oh, he's a strange character. He's gone a bit... He's a bit loopy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just seeing some of the... Um, I hadn't seen a lot of the... 
um, visual stuff about like camera like about the fires and you know you can see these poor little koalas they have no idea what to do and they're running straight towards the fire and oh it's just breaks your heart what's been going on yeah i think that's uh yeah yeah i think for the um for the people who've lost lives Mm. Uh, you know, I think it hit home when the American firefighter pilots yeah, crashed. Yeah, I reckon it hit them a lot harder as well, knowing that um, some of their own had perished. And Yeah, and I, and I think Australians feel terrible that people have come over from overseas to help us and, yeah, and, and it's cost them their lives. It's terrible. I guess they probably weren't prepared for, you know, what they were getting themselves into. And Oh, no, they were experts. And yeah, but these fires were on another have level. Have you seen the video of it? There's oh, video oh, yeah, of the plane going the down? Yeah. yeah. It's just really hard to fly on fires because, you know, planes smoke, go on. You don't know where the mountains are. Well, it's hot air, cold air too. Yeah, it'll... Mm. So yeah, who knows? We don't know what went wrong, but it's terribly sad. Mm. Uh, but in my heart, in this thing, there's this two things, is the animals. Yeah, a billion animals yeah, died. It's, uh, yeah, it's crazy. They're now talking that the platypus mm. may go because all the fire retardant now that was used to put it out with all the heavy rains will be right. washing into the waterways and, been whether heavy and, and it's toxic mm. and whether the platypus will be able to survive that level that's i hadn't thought about that um you know it's uh it's just there's a long way to go until they work out what this is and you know and f- communities i mean i was at black saturday um that night mm. and up at king lake and yeah just crazy yeah it's it's terrible and now you know this week they've had the flash floods over there and it's it's very much helping with the fires but it, it does obviously have its own things that are that it uh, you know that it has issues with as well and then brisbane's had flash flash flooding and my sister's actually up there she's staying um up near the gold coast and she was hoping to go up there for a nice summer holiday break and she's seen the weather report it's raining all the time so it's um it's terrible yeah real bad what's happening we've been going for an hour and a half now yeah big one haven't even it hasn't even felt like it no it's, it's always awesome. good good chat with you and yeah, um, yeah. yeah we've uh we've had some good things happen in the past and catching up with you uh at tge and then doing the filming which i'll i'll give you the footage as well i've and got I'll put that up did i give that to you i'm pretty sure you dropboxed it i, I did start that. cutting that video actually of, of my day at tedx I I only, but I think I only sent you the footage of your actual talk, talk but not yeah. the behind-the-scenes stuff. I have to check. I think you shared a Dropbox with me, and I yeah. took it all out of there. Okay, good. Um, but yeah, then we then we did uh, Roan yeah. together. Yeah, we did. Man, yeah. that was crazy, in right? The, that mansion out in uh, Beechworth. Yeah. yeah. No, no, Danny Nongs. It was a beach. Yeah, it's, it's the beaches. What was it called? There was something up there. Anyway, that Silver was Birches or Silver Birches. Like Thank yeah. you, mate. Um, did you know what happened to that place? No. So as soon as that finished, um, as per his conditions, he had to restore it back to what... It, so he painted white paint over all of it. Wow. Couldn't keep his own artwork. So uh, he's, he's actually got a new exhibition coming up soon. Uh, R-O-N-E.com. Go check it out. It's amazing. Um, and yeah, he's got some new prints, a new space. Uh, and there's a two-day exhibition uh, coming out very soon. So. I remember when you and I walked... Uh, we, we had a drink afterwards. And I remember we were talking oh, about... the burger and the... At the pig and the yeah, pig style. Yeah, next door to it. The piggery or whatever it was called. Yeah. And um, I remember we were having that conversation. You know, that mansion, 
it's probably going to be worth more if they leave the of artwork course. on the walls. Of course. Like, clean up all the mess and the sticks and yeah, all the other effects. Yeah, but you know who owns that bloody place? No. Uh, what's his name? Steve... Something... No, Bennett. What's... Uh, the, the chef. Something Bennett. Oh, uh, is it Shane? No. No, he um, was on Master Chef. Oh, yeah. Really? Whatever his name is. Anyway, he's got long hair and he... he uh, what's it? Level 89 at Eureka. What's that restaurant? Oh, Guy Grossi. Not uh, Eureka. Is it Eureka? Not Eureka. Um, no, um, Rialto. Rialto. He, uh, whatever that restaurant up there is called. Yeah, he, good up there. he runs that. Yeah. I think he's only one of the only uh, main chefs at the moment that hasn't been embroiled in any kind of... Yeah, um, celebrity su- chefs are covering a smashing. Yeah. Well, did you see uh, George Colombaris might lose all his restaurants as yeah. well uh, this week. So. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of... Um, there's been a lot of stories about people not getting paid right. Yeah. Being underpaid. Yeah. And, you know, when the George Colombaris one came out, I think there was also a couple of banks and a couple of other places that had also been caught. And my, ins- you know, the hype was let's nail George Colombaris because he's a celebrity, you know, and here are these poor workers working at his restaurants and, and they're owed. Yeah. And if they're owed, pay them. Yeah, exactly. Like, no doubt. Yeah. But when you start getting... Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, probably up to fifteen or twenty companies now that have all also been caught. I think you got I don't want to name any because I'm guessing here. they're all talking something like the. Well, I think what well, I think the actual problem is, you know, and I, I love a conspiracy theory, but mm. yeah, you know, if you suspect a conspiracy, don't underestimate a fuck up. And That's I just why I don't think, have the kids on there. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Well, you told me it wasn't kids-proof. <laughs> no, it's not. It's so not it's, it's kids' not kid content, so I can use yeah, it. Yeah. Um, there's got to be something wrong mm. with the, pay, the payment laws yeah. or the payment uh, legislation that makes it too hard for people to, conf- to yeah. understand, to get it right, because not all these companies would be doing it no. and for I, gain. No, exactly. And I think one of the biggest problems here in Australia too is businesses businesses actually paying on time or at all superannuation yeah that's massive it's harder and harder these days to get get around it um but so how do you go with that i pay it monthly i have a bookkeeper that pays it for us yeah so that you gets don't done. touch it no and it gets done through our accounting system gets processed i can see when it's been paid yeah um no dramas there i'd hate like i've seen a lot of uh um some of my and can you in can you is that sitting in a bank account of yours that you can yeah. then gain interest off? No. no. No, you can't profit. So it's just no. sitting there not working. Well, you've, no, no. So well, it's going into their super accounts. You've got... So it never sits the there with you. The way works is that you've got a, an account that all your money that you make, people who uh, pay, you pay, pay your invoices, yeah. goes into that, and then you move whatever your profits are out of that month into another one. Yeah. So I can say, okay, we've got some profit there. Great. We can buy some computers or we can do yeah. whatever we want with it. But the rest of it, well, I know that that has to pay tax. I have, it has to pay super. It has yeah. to pay staff. Yeah. To, you know, all that other stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I don't look at, I don't see that as money that's ours. That is money that we it's use. It's not yours, so it's cleared profit. That's right. Yeah. So I think businesses should be a lot more clear, especially in their own heads. I know a lot of small businesses, a lot of printing companies, that see money in the bank and they think it's theirs. Yeah. And that's a big no-no. I'll pay you later. Yeah. Uh, It's a trap. It is a huge trap. And then they go out and they spend money on huge systems or go on holidays or take their staff to Vegas or... 
and then they come back and the tax man's like, well, you got a $30,000 bill now. And you're like, oh, I don't have the money. And then they go on some kind of payment plan. They get over that. Mm-hmm. And it's a bit too lenient, I think, the tax department and, you know, about giving them opportunity to pay. Because then they go insolvent. And what happens when uh, banks go insolvent? Uh, sorry, when companies go insolvent is who gets the money first? Yeah, the banks. And the tax department. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't go to the Not people the that work there. No. Doesn't go to the people who uh, you know they need to pay invoices for, yeah. And it's it's terrible. I've, and we've been. I think the tax department is a wonderful organisation. Actually, I, I love the ATR. I think they're very good. Oh, I think um, it, I think it's wonderful. Well, we if need you're it. watching, if you're watching, uh, <laughs> I'm a great supporter of yours. I think you do great work in a difficult environment. Uh, I'm always happy to help and be your friend. <laughs> I think it's all, they're the people who put the money towards our roads and our um, our, you know our agriculture, our architecture, like a whole bunch of stuff. So yeah, they do yeah. definitely. Need money uh they unfortunately well, they do pay that. government well the government knows how to spend it yeah and they're the guys that got to collect it that's so. right yeah we've got to get the government drive their own cars and stuff i think anyway um six hours away i don't miss the live stream kyle yeah heston's too right yeah well heston's actually uh lost his fat duck i think because he didn't renew his lease there yeah heston yeah and he's been embroiled in a lot of this um he's, salary stuff his too. name is on that restaurant but he's not an owner or part of it i noticed yeah. he's he's the face but not the name uh yeah. the owner yeah, that was a crown joint venture what was it called it was like little duck or something um hmm, the fat business. duck i think yeah but the actual um business behind it yeah so not like, sure. you know like shelf companies yeah. yeah yeah a lot of people doing a lot of dodgy things yeah yeah what's the story behind this what are you talking about uh, uh, disgraced I, reporter yeah what was that james has done some googling on you yeah <laughs> Don't believe everything you read in the paper, James. That's all I can say. Fair enough. There you go. Oh, yeah. oh the echo is back, apparently. It shouldn't be. Unless we've been talking. <coughs> anyway, I'll reset it just in case. I'd love to explain everything that happened in there, James. I'm actually not allowed. You've got a uh, some kind of, what's it called? A shut-up clause or whatever in your um, contract. Or whatever. Don't know. Anyway. Not allowed to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> all I can say is... Uh, yeah. You can't say anything. All no, you can say I can't. is you can't say anything. Yeah, that's it. That's all right. A um, couple of more things. We'll can't say through. I'm sad. No, I think we'll. I'm not sad. No. No. But, um, yeah, but you're in a better position now. You're running your own show. Yeah. Yeah. Self employed. Yep. Pay I think tax. Pay my tax. Yep. All square. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it is hard keeping. To, you know, I had, a, I had a business like yours, got up to a know uh was down in uh near brighton mm-hmm. had an office that i'd go to every day crossing town uh in partnership with a guy and you know there was a few staff there it was a great space but um just dealing with staff wasn't for me i, I like to sort of operate myself mm-hmm. and so yeah my business now um you know i've got three or four um different avenues mm-hmm. you know, as they mm-hmm. say spread your Spread your wealth. Yeah, so. you do some public speaking. Yeah, keynote speaking is the one. I mean, that's I, I love that yeah. um, because you know people want to hear from you. They want to learn. Mm. Um, yeah, I do uh, video production. We've got a couple of people who I, I don't employ, but uh, I bring contract them in, contract them in. Yeah. Um, so that's good. They're in and they're out. They do their work. Um, you don't have many overheads or anything. No, they're probably a bit more expensive than if I had staff. But yeah, yeah that's that's how I want to be because if I want to stop making videos yeah, for a couple of months, I do. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then uh, I've got the online workshop. 
which goes really well. Yeah. And that's about it. Just getting it. around. You were at uh, Perth Crown. Uh, Crown Perth, yeah. Two yeah. and a half thousand real estate agents in a room. 42 metre stage. Monster. And you owned it? Yeah. I, oh, well, I hope I did. <laughs> I got some good feedback for that one. I was in Sydney last week. Um, yeah. So, you know, I've, the one thing I really want to do in 2020, and I know we're already, what, six weeks into 2020, yeah. is I want to make 50, 50 YouTube videos. It's good. One a week, basically. Yeah, one a you week. You might want to just tilt down your mic because, yeah, it's in, there you go. Whoa. It's in front of your. Uh, actually, I'm hiding. I'll help you. It's alright. Yeah, that's better. So people. Yeah, can so see 50, your, uh, so your mouth. fifty YouTube videos. Uh, I've started a new uh, vodcast mm-hmm. uh, where I interview and talk to other keynote speakers, and that's one of the things I love about keynote speaking is that um, is the people you meet. Like, and and in the keynote speaker circle, most of the time, at least ninety percent of the people I've met are experts in their field or they're what I call beyond thinkers. So they're thinking beyond what's normally like considered. Yeah. And you know, being an investigator at heart, you know, I love sitting there and learning about all different things. And as a journalist, that's what you, you become, you know, you'd become an expert on a different topic every day. And so when I meet with these people and talk to them, it's like I guess too, stretches my brain, yeah. and that's what satisfies me. When you were when you were a journalist, like a yeah. full, like you know TV journalist, you probably had very tight deadlines. You couldn't do what you're doing now, where you could stop and talk and nut something out or stay uh, and really um, massage that relationship. I guess you could say too. Two different forms. Yeah. So when I was a news reporter which was uh, I started off as a news cadet then mm-hmm. Tasmania. Then I went to current affairs, so longer format, you know, four to eight-minute stories. Yeah. I think we've just lost the camera. No, we're good. Yep. Uh, so four to eight-minute stories, and those you'd get you'd get more time. Gotcha. So news reporter, you just you bash and crash. What are the facts? What are on the press release? Mm. Get the answers that you want. Put it together. One minute, done. Right. High, high pressure. Bang, bang, bang. Yeah. Current affairs longer, and in the good good old days, uh, in the early two thousands, you you could yeah there were some stories that I was investigating for six months. Wow! But you'd be doing multiple stories together. at the same time, and you'd time be you'd have five or six on the go. Yeah, you'd have a researcher who worked with you. Wow! You'd have a producer. You'd have a team. Yeah, and that was awesome. Uh, I mean, one of them, I mean, two really cool ones was uh, uh, there was a woman in uh, Australia, Australian woman, she was pregnant, uh, She had her kidneys were failing, Jeez. she um, was on the transplant list but it was going to be way after she was going to be dead, yep. the wait, yep. and you know, it was like how do we help this woman? So you got her some publicity? And- well no, what actually happened is we worked out that her grandmother or someone was Filipino Okay. And I knew from watching all things on the internet that if you want an organ, the Philippines is a good place to go. And so we went to the Philippines. Found it. And we bought a kidney. Jeez, you bought a kidney. Put it in her and it allowed her to have a kid. Amazing. Kyle's yeah. off. Thanks, Thanks uh, Kyle. Jonathan Creek, and always a pleasure to see. Thank you very much, Kyle. Yeah. Do they keep the truth behind the curtain and the money in their pocket? Yeah. Well, some of the big ones you've helped create. Yeah, so this is what you were saying too. So you've helped a woman who was pregnant to survive. Yeah, so she, she got a kidney. kidney. And that was crazy, like in the Philippines. And it was a government hospital, so they're in on it. Yep. So we went to the rubbish tips where all the uh, the people live in the rubbish, yeah. you know, the poor people. 
and you know said hey we need a kidney we lined up yeah we found a woman and a woman came to us who spoke english and she's like i don't know what do you want boy or girl and we're like oh, no 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 kidney <laughs> and she's like oh a kidney, a kidney not and a kid we, yeah and and so she you know all, there were all these blokes and they're all lifting up their shirts they all got the scar they all, all ripped out one kidney. lung one kidney whatever yeah. wow. 15 grand a kidney us and um yeah, that was crazy. And then the next one, were, the next cool one was um, uh, the used tyre market here in Australia. So what happens to used car tyres? And it was funny, I was just swimming one day in the pool. Yeah, sw- I swim a lot of laps. Yeah. And um, uh, 15 grand walker for, a, for, for it was back then in that market. I don't know if they got a bit cheaper now. Yeah. Coronavirus might have brought them down a little bit. Mm. Um, but I was swimming laps, I was like... What happens to all the used car tyres in Australia? Yeah. Where do they go? Yeah. Do they just put them in they landfill? Them, do they? What do they do? And so anyway, that just was an idea that I had and mm. I started looking into it. And what I realised is that Kevin Rudd was Prime Minister and he'd signed a document saying Australia is going to contain its own rubbish. We're not going to send our rubbish overseas anymore. We're going to take care of it here. So mm-hmm. then we know it's taken care of properly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, really? What happens to car tyres? And then I started speaking to people in the car tyre industry. And it, the used car tyre industry is a really, it's a tapestry of colourful people. And one guy that I met on a shady coffee meeting was like, car tyres, used car tyres, the only thing that get around. And it's corrupt all the way through customs and everything that they get out of the country. And they get sent to Vietnam. And from Vietnam, they get auctioned. And then there's a river between Vietnam and China. And at night, they get smuggled into China and what? they burn them in the factories to keep them powered. Keep the, keep the factories, factories powered. powered. Because tyres are so tough. And you can burn them and they'll just keep and burning and burning. And they burn and burn and burn, but they burn toxins. They're the most toxic wow. product on the planet. And I'm like, oh man, I've got a story here. So it took us ages to infiltrate and was there anybody that was against what you were doing they they caught on oh yeah because yeah. we were, yeah there was th- you know, millions of dollars tied up in this trade and yeah the thing was there would be crew different levels of guys so there'd be guys that would go around to your bob Jane's. or, or sorry mm. i'll take that back any of your tire marts you know, not all of them but a lot of them and uh they would get paid a dollar a tire to take it away do you go to a used car yard once a week? You get a hundred tires. You get a hundred bucks. And they collect the great because we don't have to so get rid of them. So they get a hundred bucks cash. Yep. it's gone. They then would take it to a packer, who would squeeze them into pallets, mm-hmm. and they'd fit fifteen hundred tires into a square pallet. Wow. Squeezed. Right. Yeah. And these guys would sell those tires to those bucks for Maybe. two bucks. Yeah. Right. So they'd turn. So the further they go, the more expensive it becomes. Right? Wow. Mm-hmm. And then those guys would be smuggling them out. And auctioned like three bucks, uh, whatever eight bucks, right? And because they loved Australian tires because they were good quality and they were lots burn. of rubber, amazing, yeah. yeah. And, th- and this place, uh, uh Mong Cow, top of Vietnam, mm. uh, it was really Chinese, it was like the Chinese had come over the border and just right. taken control of it, yeah. Uh, our rooms got raided, um, yeah. You're sitting there having breakfast in the, in the most posh hotel there, and there's yeah people just spitting on the carpets and it was just unbelievable and you know we're followed by undercover 
operatives and you know Jeez. really you know, it was almost comical because they almost had the holes cut in the newspaper because <laughs> like I don't think they'd seen white guys wow. yeah and we were and here you are in yeah, the big backpack. posh hotels yeah but we had backpacks we were pretending to be backpackers right and um, yeah trying to look into China and it was yeah the Some place scary was, stuff the place was black like mm. all the trees were black and the kids because were of all that burning like, and the kids were just growing things out of their skin it was terrible and that's Kevin Rudd wasn't that long ago. No, nah, 2000s. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, they've stopped it now. Mm. Sounds like it. Thankfully, my, you know, in a story but like even that brings awareness to it. Yeah, but that's one out of a million things that we could be doing that we don't know about. It was really crazy. It was when we got to this place. It's, this river is massive, right? And we were on a bridge and the water was basically hitting the bottom of the bridge. It was like there'd been a, a massive typhoon rainstorm. And the next morning we wake up and the gap between the water and the bridge was about 25 metres. It was like, wow. And that night none of the boats went across because it was too wild. Yeah. And so we're walking around the docks, yeah, getting secret footage and all that Seeing all these ties everywhere. Right. And there were these punt boats, so skinny ones like you see in Thailand with yeah. the yeah. diesel at the back. Yeah, yeah. Long And they would just have... Crammed. Apple Mac computers. Just boom, 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 boom. Just old ones. All stacked up. Tires all stacked up, like Shipping anything. Them. Mobile wow. phones, look, boats full of mobile phones. They were just restock, just taking anything back and trying to extract value out of it. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's crazy. Disposable society, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Run 07. Yeah, we tried to get in. What was it? Kyle reckons that Michelin, Goodyear, and Continental are the best tires. Yeah, well, uh, I don't know what I've got on the on the bus at the moment. What do you got? I don't know. That's an interesting question. Years. I think. I think. Yeah, I don't know. Thoughts come with them. Not quite sure. There you go. Well, we should finish it up. It's almost been two hours. You've probably got stuff to do tomorrow. I've got. Yeah, I have got a big shoot tomorrow all day. Do you? So Crack a dawn. Make sure that the uh, batteries are charged. Yeah. Exactly. Even these ones. Take that for a spin. Ah, oh, Jay. I've got to find the remote here. control. Hopefully, I can find it. Beautiful. Um, but yeah, so I take, really appreciate coming in. Like, take photos of it like a high car, so that scratch was yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> no, that sounds good to me. But uh, yeah, thanks everybody for watching. If you are watching after the fact, put your comments in. I'm sure Mr. Creek here will um, go in and answer any questions if you'd like to about any of his history. It's, uh, it's very uh, exciting, very interesting. Um, I'm sure we could have you back again and could, could uh, talk about more. That's the one thing that that job did for me early on was just filled me with a lifetime of stories. You'd be good to have it at a dinner party, that's for sure. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Uh, again, put your comments below if you have been uh, watching. It is a long one. Uh, I guess it's recycling. Are you using it in their own way? Yes, but in a very toxic way. I don't think uh, the Chinese people would love to know that that's how they were being used in the factories that they were either working in or, or living around. Yeah, now they just bad. burn them. Mm. I mean, the way to properly get rid of them is to actually burn them, but in cement furnaces so yeah. furnaces that cook cement yeah. well they just burn them at such a high temperature that then they burn the toxins are way too cleaner yeah that's what they reckon i think so there's it's like, kind of like on the simpsons they had a um a tie mound that was constantly burning you can see it every time you had like a pan of springfield the, t the burning tire yeah mound was there and well we had one in melbourne only what 18 months ago yeah and that yeah. burned for a long time months it's funny months. you know my kids have uh, just uh, we just got Disney Plus and I know we're going over time but right, my kids have just started watching The Simpsons and they've gone back the episode one 
Wow. That's where they're starting. Well, that's when they it got was got 30 good. years of episodes. I think like question. season five, it was at the prime till about yeah. season 10. Yeah. I really want to go back and watch them as well. Oh, they're amazing. These yeah. first ones, and the, like they hold up. They stand up the test of time. Crazy. I'd yeah. love to talk to you too about Underbelly. Um, oh, yeah. So... I've got the missus watching that again because the next season of Underbelly is coming out very soon on Channel 9. Laura X. Which, that's right, which is the prequel. Um, or it's kind of happening in the, at the same time as Underbelly Season 1 here in Australia. If you haven't seen it or if you're overseas and you want to see some really good Australian content, Underbelly, go and check it out, download it, pirate it, whatever you need to do. Uh, I didn't say yeah, that. Yeah, that's probably something we didn't talk about as I was riding. I the, bet you were the with the, Moran, the Morans and all that. So yeah. yeah. But let's yeah, leave that for another time. I think that'd be absolutely. really interesting. Maybe during uh, Lawyer X. Before the launch of Lawyer X. Yeah. Let's we'll, have a look we'll at it. get that going and see what people think. Uh, but yeah, appreciate everyone being here. Thanks, Mr. Creek. Thank you. Get on your skateboard. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Thanks, mate. Cheers, guys. Peace.